Hello, and welcome to Raymond Clyborne's Nighttime Theater, brought to you by Full-Bodied Instant Crystals. I'm your host, Raymond Clyborne. The humble atom, so small, microscopic even. Yet within this tiny, swirling speck of neutrons, protons, and electrons holds the key. The answer to mysterious questions. As mankind harnesses the power of the atom, who knows what curiosities will be revealed? What secrets will be discovered? What horrors exposed? For this, dear friends, is the dawning of the atomic age of the Cricutilicus! We begin this tale of terror and dread in a modest house in quiet suburbia. This is Gavin Sherbin, your average quintessential atomic radiation specialist. This is his wife, Shirley, his son, Jake, who isn't featured much in this story, just your typical American family, wouldn't you say? <laughs> well, let's watch and see. period, the Soviet Union has exploded a series of atomic devices, devices including... Say, is that Ike on the radio? Sounds like he's talking about atomic yes. science. Turn it up, would you, if, honey? At one time, the United States possessed what might have been called a monopoly of atomic power. That monopoly ceased to exist several years ago. Oh, he's right, you know. The rest of the world, and the Russians especially are quickly catching up with our atomic advances. Which reminds me, honey, I'm going to need to work late tonight. But Gavin, dear, you promised poor Jake you'd help him break in his new glove. Well, you know how it is. If I don't burn the midnight oil studying the effects of gamma radiation on the common field cricket, well, the Russians will beat us to it. And do you really want the Russians to have gamma-radiated crickets before us? Oh, heavens no. But what about your son? Tell Jake if I make a breakthrough tonight, we can spend all Saturday tossing the ball around. Well, all right. You better get going. Wouldn't want to be late. Here's your lunch. Mwah. Gavin Sherbin's Scientific Log, June 17, 1956. These radiated field crickets seem to be getting smarter. If I didn't know any better, I'd say they had some form of advanced communication the way their chirping patterns have changed. They sure seem smart, though. And if I didn't know any better, I'd say they have a sinister look in their insectoid eyes. Good thing I'm behind this bulletproof glass. Hello? Shirley speaking. No. Hello, Shirley. This is Dr. Larkin. Like what is it, Dr. Larkin? Uh, I'm no. afraid there's been... Jeez, uh, how do I put this? Uh, an incident uh, at the radiation laboratory. Is, is Gavin all right? No. Uh, I think you'd better come down and see this for yourself. She can't see me like this. Nurse! Nurse, we need to restrain him! Get the syringe! Dr. Larkin? Oh, now he's got the... Dr. Larkin! Thank you for coming on such short notice, Shirley. Oh, heavens! What's happening to my husband? No, no, no. I have family pictures scheduled for Tuesday. This can't be happening. I've been a good wife. I even polished my pearls this morning. Nurse, she she's going into hysterics. Get the syringe! 
Now that you've calmed down, Miss Sherbin, we can discuss the condition of your husband. Doctor, he's... he's hideous! I'm sorry, Shirley, but there's no two ways about it. He was bitten by a gamma-radiated cricket and is growing... some sort of crusty exoskeleton. I fear he's no longer the Gavin you knew and loved. I fear he may have become more beast than man. To put it bluntly, I fear he may be... some sort of... Uh, Cricutilicus? I'm sorry, Dr. Larkin. Did you say a Cricutilicus? Is that a scientific term? Or did you just make that up? Oh yes, Shirley. In this new atomic age, while there's no telling what indisputable scientific fact or what's... well, simply made up. But I do know this. Your husband Cricutilicus has a long road of adjustment ahead of him, and he'll need his loving wife by his side. So we're just going with Cricutilicus then? Hello? This is Shirley speaking. Yes, Deborah, he's coming home today. Well, I know, but what can I do? I sent Jake to stay with his cousins for the week. I just thought it'd be best to give Gav, I mean Cricutilicus, time to adjust. Well, I'll just try my best to pretend like everything's normal. <laughs> I mean, what's not normal about him, right? I just, I just happened to be married to a giant bug. Oh, Deborah, I've got to go. That's him now. Welcome home, Gav. A cricket, uh, honey. Now, I know you've had a hard day, so I made your favorite. Oven-ready TV dinners. I'm afraid I've lost my appetite for meatloaf since... What? Since the incident. What are you trying to say? However, I huh. really have an intense craving for the shoots of well, young plants. It's strange. It's, it's almost as if I understand you. As though the bond of our love is bridging the gap between your chirping and my English. Do we have any of those bean sprouts left over from the night we tried chop suey? Oh, Gavin, I understand. It really is you underneath that cold, hard exoskeleton. If it's bean sprouts you want, it's bean sprouts you'll get. Well, now that Gavin Sherman has become cricketers, they're hardly the average American family, wouldn't you say? But you know, as unconventional as this marriage is, perhaps these crazy kids can make it work. We'll be back to check in with them after this short message from Full-Bodied Instant Crystals. Harvey, want anything special for your birthday? Just a decent cup of coffee. You're kidding. I'm serious. Honey, your coffee's undrinkable. It's pretty harsh. Well, so's your coffee. You know, the girls down at the office make better coffee on their hot plates. Well, see you later. Try full-bodied instant crystals. It's what the girls at the office use. Welcome back. I'm Raymond Clyborne, and this is Raymond Clyborne Nighttime Theater. Let's revisit the Sherman residence six months later to see how Shirley and Cricutilicus are adjusting. Listen, this isn't going to work unless you keep an open mind. Oh, you just want him to tell you you're right, and it's all my fault. Yeah? Well, maybe it is your fault, Cricutilicus. Ever think of that? Maybe it's your mother's fault for always insisting you can do no wrong. There you go again. Why do you always have to bring my mother into this? Well, I tell you one thing. When my father came home after a hard day, my mother wouldn't nag him incessantly until he snapped. You could see yourself right now. The marriage counselor is on his way over, and you standing there with your mandibles flared in rage... That's him. Let's just hold it together. Hi, I'm Bill Osmond from Heart Care Couples Counseling. You must be Shirley. Uh, hi, welcome. And you must be Cricutilicus. 
Have a seat. Can I get you some coffee? Tea? Nectar? I'd love a coffee. Thanks, Shirley. Oh, it's no trouble at all, thanks to full-bodied instant crystals. While I enjoy this delicious cup of full-bodied coffee, I brought with me a film projector, and a film I use to help bring families together in difficult circumstances. It's about the importance of a regular, purposeful, family-driven mealtime. Let's watch it, shall we? This boy and girl coming home from school look quite content with life. And why not? They're looking forward to an important date, dinner at home with the family. No offense, Bill, but I think our problems are a little bigger than what can be solved through a family dinner. I'm a cricket monster, for Pete's sake. Now, Cricketilicus, we talked about using the M-word. For crying out loud, that's what I am. I'm a monster. The sooner we come to accept that, the better off we'll all be. Well, Shirley, Cricketilicus, you both bring up good points. There's no denying your problems are significant. But in my experience... The little things, when all combined, can make a real difference. Surely, you told me on the phone that Cricketilicus no longer seems to you like the man you married. Could you elaborate on that? Well, Bill, ever since Gavin Cricketilicus's incident, he's been so irritable. I get he doesn't like that he's been taken out of the action at the research lab and moved to a desk job since, you know, the incident. But now he just comes home from work, flops in his recliner, and demands, Cheryl, where's my sprouts? And we never go out anymore. If he's always so exhausted as he claims, why does he stay up to all hours of the night incessantly chirping at the moon? And poor Jake barely even recognizes his father. They haven't played catch in months. Now that's not fair. You know I can't get a ball glove to fit over my four-legged tarsimer. Now, Cricketilicus, I promise you'll get a chance to speak. Right now, it's Shirley's time. Please, go on, Shirley. It's just that it's been six months now since since his incident, and I just feel like he uses it as an excuse. It's always, I can't go to the movies because the seats hurt my paraproct, or I can't go to that new restaurant because they don't serve sprouts or pond scum, and I can't use utensils. And I know he's dealing with a lot, but sometimes I feel like he doesn't want to get past it, you know? Well, Cricketilicus, you've heard Shirley. I trust you've made an attempt to process what she's had to say, and Shirley... I'd like you to do the same, as we listen to Cricketilicus here. Well, first of all, I think it's really rich she's playing the You Never Take Me Out song and dance, when Cecil clearly doesn't want to be seen with me. Last night on our evening walk, I took her off the path to show her my favorite boulders to scurry under, and she didn't want any part of it. And last weekend, I took her out to the country. We had a pretty nice time until those farmers chased us away with their pitchforks. I think it's pretty clear that I make her skin crawl. You're one to talk, Mr. Ovipositor Monthly. I told you, I read those for the articles. Shirley and Cricketilicus have tried marriage counseling to help them cope with the changes in their lives. Let's zoom into the future another six months and catch up with them again, shall we? So when your moving guys get here, they can just drop the boxes off at the curb. No, it's, it's no problem, because I can just strap them to my thorax and leap them to the third-story fire escape. Okay, so they'll show up later this afternoon? Perfect. Thank you so much. I mean, what's the big deal? Just call her up, for Pete's sake. 
You were married to her for eight years. All right, well, what am I going to say? Hi, Shirley. Better not seem too eager. Hi, Shirley. Is, is everything set for me to take Jake this weekend? Oh, me? I'm doing just great. Here goes. Hello, this is Shirley Sh Glenson speaking. You're back to using your maiden name, huh? Hi, Cricutilicus. Are you all set to take Jake this weekend? Yeah, I, I can't wait to show him my new apartment. I mean, it's not much to look at now, but with a few plants and maybe a few decorative boulders, I think it could be swell. Well, I'm glad. And Cricutilicus, Gavin, how are you? Well, in all honesty, I think I'm doing okay. I've joined a support group, and there's even a few radioactive oddities there, like me. With a few more accidents, we might become downright commonplace. Gotta keep up with the Russians, right? Anyway, a few of us are talking about maybe getting together to fight crime or something. I bet Jake would think that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, obviously, I'd rather you do something a little more safe with Jake this weekend, but I hope you two have fun. He's looking forward to it. Been talking about it all week. Yeah, me too. Well, anyway, Shirley, it's nice to talk to you. Gavin? Yeah? Listen, for what it's worth, I wish I could have... I wish we'd... Shirley, it's okay. We... We simply grew apart. In many ways, you're very different from the woman I married all those years ago, and in, well, in many ways, I'm a different species. But together, we produced a wonderful boy and provided him with, with a loving home. Maybe we'd have made it work if we lived in a different time, different age. But it's not our destiny, Shirley. In this modern atomic age, even the most stable of marriages can split apart in a flash. Like the splitting of an atom. A cautionary tale indeed. As mankind explores further and further into the murky depths of his own potential, should we not proceed with caution? For tomorrow, we might wake in a world we no longer recognize. This, dear friends, is the dawning of the atomic age of Cricutilicus!